0: What if you could learn from physical product entrepreneurs that have risen up from the trenches to dominating their market by creating successful physical product brands? Well, this podcast is hosted by me, Conway Campbell, and it's about breaking the mold to becoming a smarter, savvier, and better product entrepreneur. You'll discover how to take physical products from concept through launch and to scaling up from physical product entrepreneurs who've taken their revolutionary ideas to 1 million, 10 million, and 50 million plus in revenue businesses. You'll also join me in my journey to build a million dollar physical product brand business in a year, where we both will learn about crowdfunding, selling to retail chains, launching through marketplaces like Amazon, strategic partnerships publicity celebrity endorsements and selling direct to consumers so if you're creating or building a brand in the consumer package good space in fashion and apparel business products or any physical product niche listen in because we have you covered join the fast track to physical product business success this is the physical product business podcast i'm Kune campbell let's get rolling hi guys welcome to the 2x e-commerce podcast show this is the physical product business podcast you're part of the 2x ecommerce podcast show as you know and this is the place where you learn about how to launch physical product brands to market okay on today's show I have someone really special because um, he fits into the very ethos of this show. He is a retail distribution strategy expert. He runs an agency called Retailbound, and here's what they do. They're a full service retail consulting agency based out in Chicago, and they pretty much have trained and taught well over 3,500 entrepreneurs on how to sell and work with retailers of all shapes and sizes. They work both on the buy side and on the retailer side. Okay, and without further ado, I'd like to welcome Rohan Jacobs. Rohan, I hope I, I did you justice with the intro. Um, if I haven't, um, you know, take um, a, a minute or, or less to, to to introduce yourself, please.
1: No, I, I you, you, did, you did a great introduction and I'm looking to hear uh, what kind of questions you have about Retail uh, 101, I guess.
0: Okay, let's talk about re- about what you've done. So you've been pretty much doing this for about a decade, right? Um could you tell us about your your agency, you know, retail bound and um what you do in, in, yes.
1: in general? So prior to starting retail, about my experience for a little more in context. I've been in the industry for about twenty, twenty-five years. Uh, I started my career as a manufacturer, uh, trying to sell into retail prior to the internet. So I did old school. You know, there's no email, no, no internet, it was all it was all you know trade shows and not, knocking on doors. Uh, and 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 the yellow pages. It was those was, was those old, the good old days, uh, and then uh, after a couple of years as a manufacturer, and 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 making I mean, more of my fair share of mistakes, by uh, learning from them, I uh, decided to uh, get my MBA here here in the U.S. and jump to the other side of the desk and become a large retail buyer. I was a very large retail buyer for a few different retailers in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Um, I managed made-in-product categories. My biggest line as a merchant, was close to a billion dollars a year in annual sales, so it was a very large buyer um, And I, besides brick-and-mortar retail, I also did I also did worked in B2B, you okay. know, So selling to you know uh, contracts, you know, hospitality, healthcare, government. So I kind of joke that as a consultant, um, I'm a jack of all trades, maybe master of none. Because you know, our, our, our clients, especially when they use me as a, as, a, as a consultant, can tap into my experiences both as a manufacturer but also as a retailer, B2C as well as B2B. But the reason why I started retail RetailBound many years ago, as a retail buyer, uh, I used to get so many uh, cold calls mm-hmm. from entrepreneurs or small businesses. Hey, Johan, uh, this is Bob from XYZ. Uh, I want to sell you a bunch of stuff. And as a buyer myself, um, because I was a merch, I wasn't manufacturer before, I probably pick the phone more often mm-hmm. than my than my counterparts. I Me, mean, as you know, it's very tough even today now to try and find a buyer. Yeah. There are you know you know there, there, there no email, no phone numbers, there's gatekeepers. They're blocked, right? But I say you know. I know how hard it is to, to get to talk to a buyer. So I mean, my, and I was a buyer. I tried to always pick up the phone, or any emails, right answer them if I could. But when I was on the phone with uh with a potential supplier from my from my retail stores, um, I could ask a couple questions. I could tell which suppliers were ready to work with me, mm-hmm. which ones weren't. And if you weren't ready to talk to me, it you waste your time. It you waste my time. And you don't get a second chance to make a first impression. Right. So there's gotta be a way to help these young entrepreneurs have really cool products to make in the retail, and give it Best Buy or Amazon, or I mean, in between those two 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 points, be able to showcase a product. So that's okay. why I
0: started Retail
1: Bound, you know, nine years ago.
0: Okay, interesting. So prior to, to retail bound, you said you worked in the in the B2B in the B2C section, B2B. What um, retailer did you work with?
1: Uh, so I was a retail buyer uh, at uh, Sears Holdings sure, in the okay. US, yeah. uh, 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 back in the day uh, they were a, a 40 billion dollar retailer, uh, unfortunately they're a, a, a much much smaller but they they were, back in the day when I was a buyer there was about 40 billion in annual sales in the US and yeah. then uh, after after Sears, I left and joined Office Max.
0: Okay, I Office, uh, Max. Office
1: Max. Yeah, it has a division. has both the retail stores mm-hmm. as well as the B two B, and my team. And I manage the B two B side. Okay. Of, of Office Max.
0: Okay, interesting. And um, you know, you're just talking about Sears and also Macy's. Um, they they're having a very tough time. And I, I was just reading an article today saying Amazon may be buying Macy's. You know, Macy's, Cinderella. Like I heard about
1: that, yes. I mean, there's a lot of re- brick and mortar retailers. It's getting tough. In the last uh, sticky days, five major retailers from Lowe's to Walmart, Macy's, Sears, Kmart, uh, Penny's, uh, they're, you know, it is typically, you know, at the end of the, end of the, uh, the, the fourth quarter. Retailers start to look at how sales for the previous year, mm-hmm. and tweak back maybe some of their lower, lesser performing stores. We call their D locations mm-hmm. or C locations. Um, but last year was was very tough for re- retailers that had a lot of brick and mortar space in the U.S. Right, and so uh, in January uh, there were a lot of announcements. Uh, retailers like Lowe's, like Walmart, like Sears, and so forth, cutting back uh, store count for this right. year, mm-hmm. as well as shuttering or as well as reducing staff, both in the field, as well as at, cor- at corporate.
0: Okay, so um, in in 2017, for, for an entrepreneur, um, there are many kind of obvious, I'll quote unquote, um, routes to market. Say I um, I I designed and I have manufactured a really cool looking um, gym flask, you know, flask for for a gym or a mixer, for instance. Sure. Um, traditionally, now in 2017, my route to market could be a Kickstarter campaign. On the one hand, it could yeah. be um, launching an Amazon store. On the other where does retail sit and when should i what what does timing look like from your point of view for um entrepreneurs looking to launch their products to to market what would you do if you're 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 an entrepreneur in 2017
1: that's a great that's a great it's a great question so you know you know honestly you know we, we talked a lot of crowdfunded uh, entrepreneurs um, who 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 are who just launched their campaign, mm-hmm. or who just completed their campaign, and and I like, hey, wow, I, I raised you know uh, a half a million dollars in the U.S. and uh, I want to start to maybe transition to, into retail. That's great. Uh, in fact, uh, we love to help you out. And and one thing we always ask is, what's the end game? You know, what do you want to do? I mean, are you gonna be a one skew vendor? Hmm. Uh, like, yeah, I mean, this great flask as you mentioned mm-hmm. or are you looking at maybe you know someday not today but to broaden your assortment and have maybe a, a series of gym flask or other products around the gym and envir- fitness and sports environment because it's very tough today as a one, a singular one skew vendor to do sizable volume mm-hmm. um, uh, unless you have a, a big pocket of, of money it's very tough. So, we tell our clients, let's be realistic, okay? Uh, if you're a one SKU vendor with limited, limited capital, uh, Best Buy, uh, Target, some of the major retailers in the US that could do some volume, maybe out of sight for now. Not saying it's out, out, out of reason, but maybe out of sight. Let's be realistic. Let's look. We call it the slow burn. Let's start small. So, you're right. You mentioned about Amazon. That would be direct or through Marketplace. Uh, there are probably some other online players. Uh, maybe some uh, catalogers, like Sharper Image, Homaker Schlemmer, maybe Brookstone, hmm. uh, depending on uh, if your margins are, 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 are in that range. Maybe some regional independent uh, retailers hmm. uh, that you do direct or through distributor. But the key is that you want to prove to a Best Buy uh, or Target that you have a, uh, a following, get mm-hmm. uh, outside of Indiegogo, Kickstarter, and you have an established sales history. As I mentioned earlier about these manufacturers who come to me and say, Hey, yo, I want to sell it to your stores. Great. Have you sold before? How I many units have you sold the last 12 months? Zero. Well, then you're, well I'm a large retailer mm-hmm. and large retail buyers, we um, have brick and mortar stores. There's a lot more risk than just putting a thing on online only. Um, we, we, they don't like buying, they don't like, they don't like risk. They want to reduce their risk. So, um, because remember, I have, I, I put it online on a website and you have you fulfill it. There's not, there's it, no risk whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Put in a catalog or in a brick and mortar store. There's a little more thought involved, a little more data involved. So we tell our clients, start small. Let's find a few low hanging fruit, get into stores, get a sales history, um, understand you know the the, uh, the of returns to come back you know they're defective mm-hmm. or truly bars and mortars uh, builds a bulletproof supply chain mm-hmm. because again if you go to a large retailer and you say you know you you miss a shipment for, to Best Buy's warehouse you you, you, you short uh, you, you, you short ship you, you short ship or you ship the wrong without a barcode label these little mistakes mm-hmm. can be costly uh, for a, a small manufacturer when dealing with a large retailer, mm-hmm. with a smaller retailer, that yeah, if you may maybe make a couple mistakes. Financially, it's not gonna hurt you. So we always tell our clients maybe, maybe get your mistakes out, you know in the, in in the lower playing field. And then once you you have a, a, a more solid program, then go after the bigger
0: retailers, which kind of makes sense because um, you you need to crawl before you walk and as correct t- test in testing out in the smaller retailers that have a higher thresh a lower threshold for 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 error margin you know enables yep. you learn and just you know make small mistakes and then you know when the big ones come you know, you already know what to do and you know hopefully you don't make those those mistakes at scale. Now. Um, this begs two questions. I'll start with the first question. Um, what would you define as a small retailer? Would they still be? Would they still be a chain retailer, or are you talking about individual stores?
1: I would say both. I, I would say that uh, what I consider a small retailer, uh, it could be a, uh, an individual store or someone who has a chain of stores. Maybe you know, ten stores, twenty-five okay. stores. Um, uh, or it's a dot com retailer okay. uh, like thegromit.com, you know house.com, you know some of these, you know, uh, you know retailers that do well online but doing a lot of brick and mortar space. But I, those are the ones I would target first before going to the typical Apple, Best Buy, Target. one. again, you know, and when we talk to a bunch of clients, we always ask, who are your dream retailers? Who would you love to see, you know, in the next? You know, uh, 12 to 18 months. You know, and we hear some really good ones. You know, from QVC to Best Buy to Walmart to Target to Apple, uh, mm-hmm. depending on what product category they bit back and beyond. Mm-hmm. And so that's great. Let's develop a, a, a strategy, a roadmap, and how do we get from here to here? And again, mm-hmm. part of that strategy is let's start small, get some sales, get some get some, get a track history before we go talk to the bigger Retail. Again, we don't waste our time. We don't waste our time. So let's get our let's get our stuff together first, and then hopefully in six to eight months we're we'll ready to talk to a okay. larger retail about our product line.
0: Okay. How how does geography play in um, selecting a, a small retailer with multiple locations? Maybe they have ten branches. Would they tend to have the branches in a single state, or I, I don't think they want to spread their tentacles across states because. You know, they're small, but you know, you, you 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 may beg to differ. I'm not sure what the situation is out there. Yeah, I,
1: I, you know, I think for 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 manufacturers who are trying to talk to small retailers, whether be here in the U.S. Or, or or anywhere outside the U.S., you know, I think it's fine. Who is the who? How is purchasing done? Is it is it, is it decentralized or is it centralized? You know like for you know you know it one look is it one parent location that says i'm gonna buy for all 12 stores mm. or you have to go to each individual store that would make more sense i would say that you know i would focus on retailers that, that there's one buying office that you know there's 25 stores but the store the the main store that buys or or makes the buying decisions for these stores is in chicago okay. or la or new york okay. uh if, especially when you're in a different country if you're in the uk you know uh if you're in hong kong you're in Aviv, israel like some our clients it's very tough to talk to a a three-store retailer in 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 dallas texas right yeah. um and that's why i think sometimes working with distributors is, is part of our of our slow burn because again as a small manufacturer the last thing you want to do is, is provide, you know, you may not have, have you may not have the, the team or the resources, but also you don't, want, you don't have the, the, the ability to have, provide customer service and even credit hmm. to uh, hundreds of small pop retailers. Sometimes hmm. a distributor would be a great place uh, to start with, if I find a distributor
0: who- Would the distributors pay cash or um, would you need to give them credit? Uh,
1: I know in other countries, uh, some distributors pay upfront, like mm-hmm. retailers. Unfortunately, in the US, uh, every retailer, every distributor, uh, there's always terms. Mm-hmm. Uh, it could be uh, net 30 to net 90, you know, okay. and uh, where, uh, and, you know, we always tell our clients we can't wait 30 or 90 days, with 60 being the average for a distributor or a large retailer, uh, offer a terms discount. So maybe it's uh, 1% 30 net 60 so at least, if I get paid in 30 days the retail or distributor gets an additional 1% off the invoice
0: okay okay that makes a, a lot of sense okay now um to my original original question which I've been holding back for a bit it has to do with getting into the head of a buyer okay um, assuming I'm a buyer or you're a buyer and I approach you what kind of metrics Sales metrics, product metrics, would get your attention once my email pops on your screen.
1: Well, it's, it's funny you mention so, so you know how you mentioned about email. So mm-hmm. I always tell our clients, and this is you know a, a great tip. while you know emails are um, um, less evasive, uh, very easy to do, uh, even in today's digital, digital environment. It's not our first strategy, and trying to contact a retail buyer, mm-hmm. we get so many emails a day that okay, if I don't know who you are, I'm gonna delete it, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think you know I, I always tell our clients, well, you know they kind of like they kind of shudder a little bit, but I said you better off to pick up the phone, old school, and and, and call the buyer, and and, and try get him a, get a get a hold of him or her and 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 introduce yourself introduce your product why 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 you're you're calling it and then send an email recapping your conversation Your that email more likely yeah. to be opened up i mean no offense i can send a thousand emails to a thousand retailers today and the percentages of it open up is 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 point zero 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 one so we always say hey you want to stand out from the crowd Okay, from other, you know, foreign other manufacturers, this exact same idea you have, make a phone call. Pick up the phone, Grant, you may get the voicemail. Don't leave a voicemail because they're gonna call you back. Try again to you get the buyer to lie on the phone. And to answer your question, what buyers care about are, are, are really three things. A, will this product, this manufacturer, will this product drive top line sale? That's one of my KPIs, okay? Um, because at the end of the day, I need to, I need to grow my sales for my product line. Two, um, uh, product margin, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm growing sales, but what's am I, am I making money out of this? Because in the day for me to, to keep these stores open, I need to make money, right? And then three, just as important as making uh, driving sales and bottom line profits, inventory turns. If I buy a thousand pieces, say on February 10th, and awesome. on uh, I'm, I'm, I'm March 10th, if I still have a thousand pieces. Bad on me, but more important, bad on you as a manufacturer. So those are those are the KPIs. Um, but those are the three basic ones that a bar looks at: uh, is a top line sales, bottom line profits, and inventory.
0: Okay. What about what kind of sell through rates will they be be looking at um, for for every 100 um, you know um, products are sent to them?
1: It varies uh, based on the product line. So if you're a consumable like a grocery, your, your <sighs> terms are much, are much higher, <laughs> yeah. where if you're a high price, let's say you're a $8,000 massage chair, right. um, you're not gonna sell, at, you'll probably sell two a month, you know, right, depending right. on how many, how many stores right. you have. And I guess what we tell our clients is before you talk to a buyer, you know, like being ready, right, you know you need you use some basic facts like you need to know like like knowing the, the, the stats on a baseball card of your favorite player uh or cricket or any other sport uh one um you mentioned know sales you know so how are sales going year to date month to date so a bar may ask you hey you know how are your sales on this product line i don't know well that's strike one right there right but the second thing you want to know is um besides your sales year to date month to date week to date uh, they want to know uh, uh, what's your defective rate, what's your return rate. So, on Amazon, as an example, if you're shipping on Amazon uh, on Seller Central or Vendor Central, uh, they have a, a stat on number of returns. Hey, I shipped, I, I sold, you know, 50 this week, and uh, you know, five percent back. Okay, right. so you know your defective rate there. Now, it could be your remorse, or it could be truly a defective. At the end of the day it's still a return and buyers they don't want to boomerang. They want to sell it and keep it sold. So they want to know if, if your def- if your defective rate is over a certain percentage, let's say it's fifteen percent. That's extremely high for any product category. Yeah. Um typically for in my categories I measure the buyer between one to two percent was normal right. for
0: returns. Defectives you, you, would be you, you know the internet skews a few sectors um I'll give you an example like apparel um, and shoes like Zappos for instance. Yeah. Um, you know a lot of people were like trying like w- will buy the same pair of shoes but in two or three different sizes sure um, and also for, for 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 you know people want to see the fit the the look and the fit of the outfit when they wear it and then they return it. How do those numbers sort of skew if you're an apparel seller um, yeah. your pitch to a retailer? Would would, yeah, they, I, would they have that in mind? You know, because Amazon. Might... I think
1: I, I think you know in some categories where there might be a, a little higher average. Like we, we call it the rental. Uh, say I, when I bought camcorders back in the two thousand early two thousands, you know, you used to get a lot of camcorder returns back in early January. Why is that? Because they were taping. You know, Christmas Grandma stories. opened the gift, or they went to Disney World on vacation, <laughs> and they sent the camcorder back. Or or we got or, or it's like you mentioned. It, or I go to prom, I got uh, I got my, my dress, you know, and but I keep the tag on after the thing. You know, so unfortunately, there are there are consumers who try to build the system, and retailers I understand that, and they're not going to hold the manufacturer accountable. Hey, because we have high return, because someone is renting the product, or in this case, we will just say, hey, apparel, I'm buying three pairs of shoes in different sizes, that is taken into account. Uh, or it's a product. We have a couple of clients that make health and wellness wearables okay. uh, to fix your posture or break a bad habit. And like anything else, it works or doesn't work. Every person is different. It's like a like a like a, like a Fitbit, a TV tracker. So obviously, the, the the return percentage might be a little higher than maybe some other product categories. And that buyer will take that in, into account.
0: Okay. Yeah. Um, Okay. Okay. Um, prior-
1: and I, I, would, I would also say that you know, the buyer myself, if I see the returns very high, I would ask the manufacturer, "Hey, let's take a look at the returns you're getting. Are they truly defective, or the bars are morse? If it's bars or Morse, is there a way we can prevent that?" And you know, I had a manufacturer back in two thousand two that the return rate was over twenty five percent. Whoa. Okay. And that's it. That's, that's that's nuts. And 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 they say, Johan ninety nine percent of what we're getting back from your stores is literally brand new. It's workable. In fact the back was still open. And I said, well so the simple fix we made, uh, this product you actually had to ins- there was nowhere on the box that said you had to install a piece into your computer. Right. So like I said here's a simple solution. And a big giant yellow sticker on the box saying, hey, assembly required. Okay. And it dropped the the returns more than 95%, literally, overnight, the, the, yeah. our sales dropped, we had less sales, but the return percentage was far less because we, we told customers on the pa- retail package, hey, uh, some assembly required and it stopped
0: customers, you know, I don't want to assemble, I'm going to find something else that's, that's suited for my needs. It, it costs you less, you know, just put in that, and it's so it's fascinating how copywriting impacts you know, um, sales across the board. So on websites, you know, people make singular changes and copy and with the same effect and get the same effect as you did, the ninety five percent, you know, drop or change, which which was required in the right direction, which is fascinating. Okay. Um, you know, prior to this prior to, to, to us going live on this call, you talked about um, one of the ethos of um Of what you do, you know, um, which is, and what retail, what, what manufacturers should do, which is really making buyers' lives easier. Um, and, um, I remember tracking back, um, when we initially, you know, had a a conversation and you were talking about, um, the framework retail bound actually uses, which is the eight building blocks to making new products success in retail. Could we sort of loop these two concepts together in terms of how, how to make buyers' lives easier? To your your um, eight building blocks to to making new products a, su- a success in, in retail.
1: Yeah, I'll, I'll keep it simple. And honestly, okay. you at a high level, you know, you know, if you want to be a a, a, a successful manufacturer in retail, and have a long going, long going, an ongoing relationship, you need to make the buyer's job easier. I mean, you know, and I'll give you. You mentioned an example, but, but the websites, okay. That you know, you want to make sure you you have the right copy, the content, the images ready to go. Is you, sh- um, you don't want to you want to uh, well I'll get the images in, in six weeks or six months? No, I mean you're ready, if you're ready to business with me now, you have all your files, your your videos, images, your co- copy, and you know, and, and then you know, then that's one part. But the other part that irritates buyers the most is uh, constant t- uh, tweaking. The, the, the copy on the retailer's website. So let's say on bestbuy.com, you submit all your copy, your content, you know, collateral, We get on the website, a week later you call Best Buy, the buyer is, hey, I need to change one word. Okay, fine, okay, one word, I have no problem. And two weeks later, hey, I need to change some images. Well, okay, uh, that's not my job. Every time I have to open the, the engine hood you know, and, and tweak, uh, it cost me time. We're not going to be spending time somewhere else. Uh, that's one. That's one way of making the buyer's job easier. Is hey, set it and forget it. I mean, it's okay to tweak once in a while. But I've had some uh, some previous clients of mine who constantly, you know, about that Best Buy dot com was their own website. Right. In, in an extension, yes. But you cannot constantly keep asking the buyer to keep reworking the copy. On the website, that's not a a, a great way of of, of starting a relationship, Mm. but uh, with a with a a retail buyer, you know. Mm. Mm. I would I would say you know another way of um, of keeping making the buyer's job easier is communicating. You know, online it's very easy to change prices quickly, right? Right. So let's say hypothetically, uh, you know, you you said to lower your price on your website, okay, uh, below the map or the minimum advertised price, you know, and you didn't tell the buyer. All of a sudden buyers get a lot of requests. Hey, I see on Amazon.com um, that that this widget is 20% less than your website. I want your price match it. What? <laughs> you know, so be it, you know, so be maybe you know, I think communication is by the number one thing in making a buyer's job easier. When, as a buyer myself, but if I called you or I emailed you as a supplier, hey, I'm not calling because I'm, because I'm bored. I'm calling you because I need something. And if, right. if it takes you in this world with, with, with Skype and cell phones and tablets, there's no reason why you cannot get back to someone in a reasonable amount of time. Yeah. And uh, so if it takes you a week to get back with an answer uh, and you didn't tell the, 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 the retailer, hey, I'll get back to you. i got a trade show. I'll get back to you in three days. Uh, again, not making my job easier. I can tell you that you know, you're not the only supplier. There are countless suppliers out there that who want your spot on the shelf. So right. uh, and that's why I say communication both ways is very important. Again, making the buyer's job
0: easier.
1: Uh, easier. That
0: makes right. it That makes a lot of sense. What do you think about Amazon Launchpad, right, versus Indiegogo and you know crowdfunding in 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 its entirety as as how. It, it will connect to... Okay, so say, you know, let's track back to, to my um, my Flask scenario, you know, my Flask use case. Sure. Um, I launched to Indiegogo. Um, what steps would should I logically take given my limited capital, to expand into retail eventually, how would you advise listeners yeah. who who are launching on on Kickstarter or maybe even Amazon Launchpad? I think you need to get in on on Kickstarter before you get onto Amazon Launchpad. What what are the key steps? So it seems as if Amazon is onboarding um, a lot of um, Indiegogo Indiegogo and Kickstarter successes through their you know Amazon Launchpad. Um, what other options besides Amazon Launchpad to do, 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 do manufacturers actually have
1: and how well, uh, so one we're actually an official mentor Rita Bowen is an official mentor at Amazon launchpad program we're one of 30 suppliers in the US uh, uh, will be marketing sales distribution logistics manufacturing we're one of 30 uh, agencies uh, that were created by Amazon's launchpad team because our team alone is actually worked over probably over 300 Okay. Um, actually, more on that. But I'd say at least 300 launch pad vendors on the program. So uh, prior to us being selected wow. as a vendor record for Amazon. Indiegogo as well. We're also known to help them out there, their team as well. But I would say that typically, you know, where we kick Indiegogo, that's usually the first place. Because A, it allows you uh, to get, you know, a, a beta test of, of users who are going to try your product, give you some honest feedback before you go launch into Online or brick-and-mortar retail Mm -hmm. so so I would say that for most of our clients today Use crowdfunding to get started Mm -hmm. and then the next bridge from after crowdfunding we talk about the low-hanging fruit Amazon would be uh, Launchpad or seller central Mm -hmm. or any other marketplace jet.com new egg.com Sears.com to get there get started Amazon honestly is probably the most almost Recognizable marketplace, or the Launchpad program. The reason why
0: is do, do, do you help like, retailers get on on all of these platforms, or um, do for yeah. okay, michael right, cool. Yeah,
1: you know, but Amazon's been the biggest, and the reason why is because, let's say you're on Amazon today, that 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 flask, and our team was representing you in, in marketing and sales support, and we're talking to a large um, uh, sporting goods retailer, Dick Sporting Goods, which has hundreds of stores here in the U.S. Uh, the first thing the buyer's gonna do go to Amazon I can guarantee you the first thing I do because like I said earlier uh, about um, your about some things you didn't know as a manufacturer and, and when you talk to Rita Barr some of the basic facts we talked about sales history you know what your sales year-to-date in units um, uh, what's the effective rate the third average I didn't get to finish uh, was knowing what is the average price online as well as what's your reviews like, right? right. Um, because Amazon love or hate them as a manufacturer, as a consultant, or as a consumer. Uh, it's a great way of it's a it's a great way of showing to retailers how you're doing, and you, they look at what well, they want. Look at your your content on Amazon. Right. You look at your price point on Amazon. And more importantly, you want to look at the verified, I mean, verified
0: reviews not the, on Amazon, not, not, the, not the incentivized ones. <laughs>
1: yeah, not, not ins- or, or ones, you know, not the uh, the eight five star reviews that came from your friends or family. Yes, uh, but those, you know, that's one thing. As a as a manufacturer, when I'm talking to a retail buyer, I want to know where what's the average price online. I have I'm on fifteen different websites. Oh, I want to know. Hopefully, if I go talk to a buyer, hey price of this widget is nine dollars really on uh, uh, this yoan.com it's 69.99 and you're trying to sell to me for 60 bucks I can't do that and make nine bucks there's no way mm-hmm. you know uh, so you need to know what is the average price point online what's your defective rate and what's your what's your sales history. but going back I would say Indiegogo Go, kickstart great place to launch your product uh great way to get build SEO SEM get you know build awareness get some PR mm. Amazon probably the next step build your Amazon page and get that sales history getting testi- valid testimonials yeah uh, and that and then and then from there it's it's going to reach reach reaching out to you know you know smaller you know or or key retailers that make sense uh, again we talk about the regional retailers talk about distributors mm-hmm. also a lot of other retailers uh are starting to develop their own uh launch pad uh brookstone has their own program interesting uh, uh called brookstone launch uh best buy i was actually at best buy two weeks ago uh corporate uh, they have a program called best buy ignite um, very similar as well to amazon Launchpad. so everyone's everyone everyone's seen what amazon is doing and so other retailers are starting for the last couple of years target staples best buy brookstone are starting to curate uh, startups. I mean, 10 years ago, uh, it would be very tough as a startup to talk to a Best Buy or a Brookstone. Now, they're actually encouraging it, and they're actually, uh, agencies like Retail Bound, they say, hey, Johan, what what do you have new in your portfolio? Any new clients that are, are ready for retail? Yeah, I got these three new clients. Let me make the introduction. Let's get going here. So uh, this is a year now for startups to really talk to a Brookstone, a Best Buy. But like I told Best Buy you know, a couple weeks ago, just because you got successfully launched on Indiegogo, all right, does not guarantee any success uh, in, in, into the retail world. Uh, there's a lot more, as you know. There's retail packaging, uh, retail point of purchase displays. There's a lot more money, in the cost of marketing. Uh, there's a lot more, a lot more stuff.
0: So yeah. that's
1: why agencies like right. Retail Bound. Help, come
0: like inside them, get ready. Okay, let's talk about two things before we wrap up. Sure. One, one is, um, you know, inherently when when you're on when um, when you're on the internet, you know, and when you're selling on Amazon, inherently you don't necessarily need to put that much detail into packaging. You most most of the time, and I and I, be, I might be wrong in in some occasions. Most of the time, it's more about the the product. You know, you you want to get really nice product images on there, and what happens with some retailers is they don't put enough attention to detail in their packaging, um, that's adequate enough for for um, for retail. So, what key points in your from your perspective and from your experience working with so many retailers um, should listeners take on board with packaging for 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 retail, especially if they're coming from an internet, you know, retail world um, of their products.
1: Uh, that's a great question. Uh, the best tip I, I, I the best tip I tell our clients, especially on the on the consumer electronics side, or uh, is you're not Apple. Um, a, you know, Apple is probably the most simple packaging, you know. But they're Apple; they can get along with that. You you literally have less than two seconds to capture someone at the point of sale and on the shelf. Um, so you want to make sure your, your retail packaging, while it's clean, it, it it kind of gives a message. You know, one of our fair clients made a, a a posture tracker wearable. Okay, it fits in your lower back, it vibrates when you slouch. Great, great product. They sold thousands of units online. In retail, the package itself, it looked like Apple. Beautiful, beautiful package. But when it sits on that shelf, there is no it was it just it had an image of the product. Well that's great, but other than us, who knows what is that? Where do you put it? So the easiest change, and they actually made the change this year, was uh, they actually included uh, on the front of the package was a, was a young lady with a, with a wearable on her lower back. Okay, so you know a picture's worth a thousand words. So I would say, you know, having, you know, uh, uh, while well, it's simple, have enough copy to kind of educate the customer when, it, when she picks it up. What is it? Why do I want it? Um, and then also another thing besides the the content or the messaging on the packaging the size of the packaging well it can't be a big giant box and take half the shelf uh, you know it's guys got, you gotta make sure you know how, how big should it be you know, and so if, if your product fits on a hook and, and maybe it's six pack fit on a hook all right then that's how it should be it should be six and a hook uh, you should be able to, to you wanna maximize your shelf space Without without killing the retail return on investment. So uh, and also, like I mentioned, you know, besides the content and the size of the box, yeah. can it be peggable? Can it sit on a shelf? Um, you want to make it, again make it go back to making it easier for a retail buyer. Uh, you want you want to keep it clear and clean. And all the time, I always tell our clients, don't be afraid to ask a buyer. Before you, you know, buyers like put their stink on it, they like to get their opinion on it. Mm-hmm. So ask five or six buyers, get their opinion on your on your proposed retail packaging and then implement the ones that are the more
0: common um, uh, request okay. buyers. And, and do, do you send the, the, the buyers like samples and how many samples would you typically send the buyers or um, when what what's the process like?
1: Uh, typically you send one sample, if, if, if you're doing it remotely, uh, I would send one sample to a buyer I'll bear in mind, you may not get that sample back. Uh, so, uh, just understand that it's, it's part of your cost of doing oh, business. Uh, if you want it back, you know, wait, make it easy. Include a, a, return. a self a return envelope and and, and send our or pass on gold and pick it up. Okay. But, yeah, samples are definitely required. And I would say that for most of our manufacturers, you know, make sure you, you, your, your, your product um, has gone through sufficient third party testing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you mentioned our apparel. You know, uh, uh, they want to know: well, it, it, Can it be laundered? If, if laundered, show me the third-party test of SGS. That how many launderings can it do? If you're a product, like a TV, does it have UL certifications? So you know, if I plug it in, it won't burn down my house. You know, so make sure that now that's another thing these these manufacturers don't understand. Okay, I just saw an Indiegogo. There's no there's no re- requirement that I have to get certified, right? Yeah. You know, get get tested by a third party agency. Well, I guarantee you, when you talk to a, a real retail like Best Buy, Target, Sears, one of the things I ask you is Has your product been tested? Not by your friends, not by Joe in the warehouse, but has been tested by a third party agency? To make sure this product will do what it's supposed to do, but also, two, make sure it won't cause any liability of harm to their
0: customers Mm. interesting interesting okay being respectful of your time I have one more question before we go into the lightning round um, which is from your experience with with working with with several retailers and several manufacturers um, what do the best-in-class manufacturers do from a marketing standpoint while their, their products are in store
1: I would say the, and this is the reason why Retailbound actually was 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 built on, the the best in class manufacturers do a couple of things. One, they drive business to their to their retailers. You know, a lot of our clients uh, before they get started with us thought, hey, it's just about me. I make more money when I sell my own website. Now, that's that's correct. You do make a lot more profit when you sell your own website. But when now you get into retail, where we have Best Buy .com, Amazon, Atari.com. About driving business to their stores, their website, uh, and, and it, it, it takes a while. It's a paradigm shift. What? Yeah, you, you just because you got so, your product. So, so, would
0: you stop selling on your website and just have list of stockists? You can do, to, well, I,
1: I, I would never advise stopping completely uh, and making it, your site an informational site. That's a good question. I would say as long as you're, you're fair and consistent. So, the retail price is one twenty nine for your product. Uh, and it's it's one point everywhere but all of a sudden you're at nine dollars, you know, you're thirty dollars lower than than your retail accounts, that's not a partnership. Mm. You know? Um, and we tell our clients, just because you got your product into a Best Buy or or Target, you know, mm. your job isn't isn't done. It's just begun. You know, a retail buyer like myself, you know, we're not at at, at the macro level, we're not driving business for you. We're not gonna spend marketing dollars on your one SKU product, okay? So it's up to you as a manufacturer to drive your marketing, page search, SEO, promotions, content, instant merchandising, things that drive traffic to a store. Because remember, if it doesn't sell in a store, okay, you know anything different. Right. All you did was move your product from your warehouse to Best Buy's warehouse, nothing's changed. Nothing's changed, actually. It's, know, change, yeah, you, it's like going from your bedroom to your kitchen. Nothing's changed. You just moved locations. Once the product is sold, then you go hurrah. So I say best in class manufacturers. There's two things. One, it, it, it's it's truly a partnership. I'm going to drive that that sales, you know, to that that retailer, uh, website or stores. And something that the best in class do uh, is they make it easy to work with them. You know, Sony, you know, I love them as a consumer. All right, no offense, and doubt they're listening. I hate them as a manufacturer. They might make they made my job extremely rough, but unfortunately they're Sony, they can get away with that. You know, a star can't do that, so a best-in-class manufacturer has to uh, work. It's a, we're a partnership, we're all, we're all trying to do the same, we're trying to we're trying to grow business, we're trying to win customers. You know, you not getting me the information I need, not, not being able to you know, keep my margins where it should be, not to traffic to my stores, it's not a partnership. You know, it's a one-way deal here, so I think, you know, being able to communicate, to keep the buyer shop easier and driving traffic to a retailer's website or stores will definitely keep you uh, the best in class.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um I typically sort of advice my clients that, you know, sometimes, you know, I'd be like, um, you try and get more channels, you know, distribute your products, especially when, you know, they own the, they're vertically integrated where they, they actually, you know, do the manufacturing and I say, Look, one of the ways to sort of hack your marketing is, you know, it gets into physical stores and you know get your products seen by people. Um, yep. Okay, so while they're doing the marketing for their brand and everything, have you seen or do you have any case studies or use cases of where it's had a, a net effect on on their business? On you know also say they were like a traditional online retailer selling direct to consumer, with but they were manufacturers or vertically integrated. And they started to distribute, you know, um, to, 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 to to major retailers. Do you have any case studies in which they um, it changed their business, it it doubled their business, or it even you know ten x their business?
1: Yeah, it, it 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 takes time. It's not an overnight process. Mm-hmm. You know, one, one, one of our clients, you know, uh, with Indiegogo, um, manufacturer. Oh, we told Indiegogo it made a unique product. Uh, we start with them last. Uh, January, 2016, starting at CES. You know, building their building their program for them. You know, their the pricing, uh, their distributor, their sales team. We built for them. Uh, and then this summer, they launched on on. Uh, they they fulfilled their backers this last summer. They got Amazon in 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 uh, in June. We were able to help them get into BestBuy.com, Walmart.com, stables.com wow. Some of our retailers got some sales going. Uh, And then we also, because of our B2B background, was able to launch them into B2B. uh, And they they started getting some sales. You know, we started testing some price points. And then uh, this past uh, January, uh, Walmart has uh, has agreed to put them in in 3,700 locations, started in May. Best Buy has agreed to put them in all 1,050 stores in the U.S., 136 (laughs) stores in in Canada. Uh, They're going to be on air on QVC next week. Wow. um um uh, dish net uh this network uh is going to uh start selling their product in the u.s and this network sees seized. um well they're, they're in about 20 homes per day wow um so there's a small client indiegogo client that that they sold a lot on indiegogo um a year ago over a year ago a year this is just ago.
0: this is over one year one oh. year, one year. of So, working so how guys. many how many units to date do you think they've sold? You know, um, outside of Indiegogo. Uh, I
1: would say north. Uh, I, well, I would say, excluding the retail brick and mortar, that won't launch officially until the spring. Uh, I'd say north of thirty-five to forty thousand units. You know, and, and it's a, it's a high, higher price. It's over a hundred bucks. Okay. You know, so it's not like, it's not like a a nine dollar trinket. It's over a hundred bucks. Okay. Uh, it's in the smart home category, but in one year. You know that, you know from being I an unknown player to wow, now I'm I'm starting to be requested by retailers around the world. And for them, we just had a conversation yesterday. But hey, they don't want to stretch themselves too thin. Uh, and I agree with them. Said, let's find. You know, I think Best Buy, Walmart, QVC, and Dish. You know, are probably four good partners. And let's that's it. Let's do it right. Are you able to share a, the, wow. the
0: name of the brand?
1: Uh, the company's called Kujo. Uh, getcujo.com. How old do you spell Cujo? C U J C U J O. C U J O. Okay. So get getcujo.com. Cujo. Great company, one of our favorite clients amongst other clients we represent, um, uh, and uh, no, they've done a great job in moving their brand from X to Y over the last the last twelve plus months. Very,
0: very, very interesting. Very, very interesting. Okay. Um, in regards to. Um, any guys, just one final question. Would you say Shark Tank is <laughs> is a strategy attempting to get on Shark Tank in in, in the UK? It's called Dragon's Den, it's same same format. Okay, so is, is that was, a strategy? Has anyone it, done it's,
1: it? fu- it's, it's funny you mentioned because it had a few times the last I, I see us this year and last year, the sh- sh- show, uh, and we were kind of pitching who we are like, hey, you like Shark Tank. What the money? Yeah, that's right. We are so we kind of joke that sometimes we're known as a, as a Shark Tank. We get a lot of good advice. We don't give any money to you, but we give a lot of advice. We actually have, we have a client or two that that was on Shark Tank.
0: Okay. You
1: know, um, uh, good, bad, and different. They were on Shark Tank. I would say Shark Tank. Um, uh, it like you know, it's a, it's a, it's a probably tougher to get in Shark Tank. Than to get on to a, a traditional retailer uh, <laughs> offense to to mark and the rest of the team uh, you know if you if you have an opportunity to to present yourselves great uh, if you can't get on there's there's again there's other ways hopefully companies kind of like retail bound can help you uh, get into into the retail landscape but Shark tank mm-hmm. is, is an opportunity but uh but i was i wouldn't i wouldn't i wouldn't bank on that as my primary way of getting as a to strategy old, it's like mm-hmm.
0: a lottery really um we had someone who made it to shark tank and she was like she was one out of five thousand you know um people selected It's it's the odds of that um stacked against you you know um yeah it's it's been a really interesting conversation Johan. um so i always do this i have um what's called a lightning round um okay. on every show and i pretty much just ask my guest one question and if you could answer with a single sentence that would be perfect if you can't I'll allow a few sentences are you ready (laughs) far away all right what how do you hire people they're quite random questions
1: how how I hire people yes Uh, I I hire people uh, I hire people that are uh, that are innovative and think outside the
0: box okay what are your three indispensable tools for managing your business
1: Three tools, i to manage my business? That's a very good question. I would say, uh, boy, my, it's really it's it's morning here in the US, so let me, I'm trying to figure out what, what are the three tools. I would say that, um, uh, I would say my uh, three tools would be my uh, uh, my laptop, my tablet, and my smartphone, I guess. That's right, I guess,
0: devices. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, all right, this one is a curveball what's been your best mistake to date by that I mean a setback that's giving you the biggest feedback
1: uh as a manufacturer my biggest mistake uh was assuming to send samples
0: when they're not requested all right okay okay makes sense okay um if you could choose a single book or resource that has made the highest impact on how you view building a business and growth which would it be my book What's the name Retail of bound. <laughs> Retail, Retail bound. Retail bound.
1: <laughs> yeah. Learn how to sell your products to retailers on
0: Amazon, Barnes & Noble, our retailers are around the world. Yeah. I, I, I will link it. I know, I know they it. have the
1: cheapest plug. <laughs> <I have a laughs> yeah. Really? Plug. There
0: you go. It's, it's all right. Allowed. Allowed. Um, yeah. I'll, I'll I'll link to it in, in the show notes for sure. Um, yeah. So, Johan, it's been an absolute pleasure and I would most certainly, certainly follow up with more questions after this show. And I'm very sure for those of you listening, um, you have questions. If you have questions, Johan, what's the best way for people to get in touch with you?
1: Uh, our, our website is, uh, is retabound.com and Rita- my email address is yjacob, y-j-a-c-o-b, at retabound.com.
0: Fantastic. Thank you so much for your time. It has been very interesting, I have to say. Um, cheers. Have a good one. You too. Take care. Bye-bye.